Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talked to Adam Lowry, Winnipeg Jets forward, who just signed a five-year contract extension. Awesome, fun. It's a great conversation. We'll also break it down with Jamie Thomas, Jets radio analyst, and look ahead to this weekend's game against the Oilers. That's all coming up on the podcast. The big news, though, of the day is that Adam Lowry has re-signed with the Winnipeg Jets, a five-year contract extension worth $3.5 million per season. And Lowry joins us now on the CJOB Sports Show. Adam, congratulations on the new deal. Oh, thank you very much. So did this come together quickly, or was this a work in progress for a while? No, I'd say relatively quickly. Um, you know, it was one of those things where, Chevy called me and we we talked about you know starting extension talks and you know from that point on it it didn't didn't take too long for for both sides to to come to an agreement and I couldn't be happier to to be staying in Winnipeg for another five years. What is it about this city and this team that you like so much? Well, you know, I I think we have a tremendous fan base. The the people here are so genuine. They're they're so welcoming and. You know, it it makes it easy to to live here and, and live in a place like this, and then coming to the rink every day and and knowing that I get to be around such a great group of guys. It, it you know, and it makes coming to the rink uh, fun. You know, we have a great ownership group, we have great staff, we we have great uh, management, and you know, I I truly believe we have a chance to win. I think you look at our roster from top to bottom, you look at the makeup of our team, and. You know, we have a lot of key pieces that, you know, give you a chance to win every night. And, you know, I think ultimately we have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. So going into this season, you knew you were going to be an unrestricted free agent potentially. Is that something that is on your mind at all during the season? Or is that just something that you put off and you'll get to it when you get to it? Um, you know, I, I think it crosses your mind. And I'd be lying to say if you don't think about it, but. You know, I knew in my heart I wanted to stay in Winnipeg. I knew that was something that, if everything worked out, I that was going to be my top priority was extending with Winnipeg. And you know, it's always exciting. You get the chance to maybe test the the market, and you know, generally, you once or maybe twice in your career, you get that opportunity. But you know, the fit here in Winnipeg, uh, you know, the, the group of guys and and stuff that. You know, it would have been too tough to leave. I think, you know, they, I'm so happy to, to be a part of this organization. And, you know, I, I'm thrilled to be a part of it moving forward. How have things been with uh, having your dad on the bench this year? <laughs> it's It's been good. I think, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. He, he'd coached me in Pee Wee. You know, that, that was kind of the last time I had really any interaction with him on, on the bench. He, he runs our summer skates, but but that's a little different. You know, it's pretty pretty laid back and, yeah, I, I was excited uh, when he got the opportunity to jump back into the NHL and you know move from Brandon to, to Winnipeg. I knew it was going to be it was going to be nice having him around, getting to to see my parents a little more often than you know what what I had been used to in the past. You know, last year was it was a lot better. Uh, you know, him only being two hours away rather than out in LA on the West Coast. But it, it's been good. I you know it, it's nice having him there. I think you know he's been a great addition to us and. You know, there hasn't been any run-ins. There haven't been any uh, confrontations between us yet. So, 
you know, hopefully we can continue the the peace there and, uh, you know, keep that uh, sailing smoothly. And, uh, you know, I, I've really enjoyed that. Are you allowed to spend time together away from the rink with the COVID restrictions? Uh, you know, that, that's one of those things where um, you know, they're trying to limit, you know, you hanging out away, away from the rink. But just being able to see him at the rink and, you know, kind of just know, uh, you know, we're kind of working towards the same thing has been good, I think. You know, eventually when things open up, it'll it'll be a lot nicer. I'll be able to go over for some, you know, home cooked meals for my mom and and things like that. But uh, you know, in, in the meantime, it's it's just been great having them on the bench and knowing that that we're competing for the same thing. Are you a good cook or no? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm not a bad cook. It's sometimes it's the uh, the effort and the energy that. Uh, is uh, kind of the the speed bump, you know. Sometimes it's it's a little easier to tap a couple fingers and hop on, skip the dishes or DoorDash, and you know, get a nice meal. I'm curious because I'm not exactly sure how this works. When you're an NHL player at home, how much of the the food that you eat is eaten at the rink or prepared by the team, and how much do you are you responsible for on your own? Um, you know, we're in Winnipeg. We're very fortunate. Uh, breakfast and lunch are generally provided at the rink and post-game meals. So um, there, there's not too much burden on us to, to cook or, um, you know, come up with, with different meal ideas. So generally you're on your own for dinner, but uh, if the rest of the meals are, are taken care of. And, you know, we're very fortunate. The, the food at the rink is, is unbelievable. So it makes it easy. And then what about on a game day? What's your eating routine on game day? Uh, game day, usually I'll have a smoothie at home and then go to the rink for some more food at breakfast. And, you know, we'll get tested every day. So get tested, have breakfast, and then, you know, a couple of meetings and we're on the ice for pregame skate. And, you know, by that time they, they've changed out from breakfast to, to pregame meal and, you know, eat that and, I'll, I'll take it to go box and eat again a little later in the day before the game. So, um, you know, different guys have, have different uh, eating routines and like to eat at different times. But generally, I like to kind of have a big meal earlier in the day and then a bit of a, a light snack kind of, you know, a few hours before the game to hold me over until after. And then do you eat after? What do you eat? A big meal after the game? And then, you know, at post-game, you kind of just try and, and get some food. And, yes, they, they generally, you know, do a good job of switching up the options and, and what, what they offer at the rink. You know, and I think depending on if you play the next day or in a couple of days, it, it changes a little bit what, what you want to eat. Uh, you know, if you're, you're trying to get some more carbs or some more fuel in your body to, to try and recover as, as well as you can. So this summer will be 10 years since you were drafted by the Winnipeg Jets. Does it feel like it's been a decade? Uh, you, you know, what? It, it it feels like it was just yesterday, but at the same time, it feels like it was a lifetime ago, if that makes sense. I, not, I, I still remember the, the day it happened. You know, I was at home in Calgary when I was drafted, and my, my grandma actually saw my name going across the ticker at the, the bottom of the NHL Network uh, screen, and then... Pretty much right away, my my agent was calling me to tell me that uh, Winnipeg had selected me, and you know, then shortly afterwards, uh, Chevy called, and you know, it, it feels kind of 
like a lifetime ago, but at the same time, you know, it, it doesn't seem seem that too long or seem too long ago. So when you you see that you're being picked by the Jets, this is the team that hadn't played a game in Winnipeg yet. They had only just recently said that they were even called the Jets after <clears throat> moving from Atlanta. What was your first thought upon getting that phone call from Chevy and learning you were going to go to Winnipeg? Yeah, you know, it, it was weird because uh, you know, we had just been at the, the NHL draft combine, you know, a few weeks uh, earlier, and w- Winnipeg wasn't there. It was still Atlanta. So, um, you know, it, it was it was one of those things. I, I was thrilled to be picked by a Canadian team, and you, I had heard stories about, you know, how passionate the fans were in the whiteout in uh Winnipeg 1.0 history and you know to to be able to come back and kind of be part of that that history um you know to watch the first exhibition game or when Buff ran over those two guys and just to see how you know thrilled they were in that game in you know nonetheless a meaningless game and to see their passion on display fully and then to get to experience a few years later um you know it's it's worked out extremely well. Safe to say Adam one of the highlights if not the highlight of your career here is the 2018 run in the playoffs yeah you know i i think there's different highlights and some are personal and some are are kind of team oriented um you know that that run was really special i think we felt like we really had a chance to to win a cup that year and unfortunately we fell up fell a little short but you know that experience that that run that's kind of what motivates you you want to get back to that you want to you know, get back to that level, go that far into the playoffs, you know, the sun's shining in May and you're still playing hockey and, you know, it's a great time of the year to kind of be going on that run. So hopefully um, we can kind of recreate some of that magic this year and, and go on a long playoff run. Have you tired yet of facing the same six teams over and over again or are you cool with it for just this one year? You know, it's it's been a unique challenge. I think in in some aspects, it's nice. You you might have to watch a little less video in preparing. You you get used to some of the team systems and some of the the ways that uh, you know they try and defend or they they try and attack and and things like that. And then at the same time, you know, once in a while, uh, when we had that stretch where we played Calgary four games in a row, you almost start to feel like they're they're playoff series. So, um, you know, it, it's it's been fun. I think it's it's been unique in the chance to get to play the Eastern Conference teams and get to see those players a lot more than we normally would and to to get kind of to travel out to the West and, and play play those teams a little more. Um, you know, sometimes it gets tiring chasing Connor McDavid around or Austin Matthews around nine times instead of, you know, the three or two times. But uh, it, it's been fun. I think we're all glad to be able to kind of do what we love and play hockey even under the circumstances that uh, the pandemic has brought about. I saw a stat before the season, Adam, that the Winnipeg Jets were going to be traveling, I think, thousands less kilometers than they normally would. Has that been easier on your body then, the, the lower amount of travel you've had to deal with this year? Yeah, well, you know what, I, I think there there's some give and take there. So the, there's less travel, but there, there's more games in a, a shorter amount of time. So, um you, you know, not traveling after games and kind of staying in the same city for, for two or three games, is, it, it's nice. You can kind of unpack your, your bag. You, you're not just living out of the suitcase when you're bouncing from city to city. And you, you get to bed at, uh, 
a better hour and, and, and things like that. So it's definitely made recovery and rest a little better. But, you, you know, playing every other day at the same time kind of adds some miles to the body that you might accumulate in a normal year just from travel and, and all those late nights. So um, it, it's been different for sure. I think, you know, there, there's been some positives and negatives uh, from the less travel. And, um, you know, it certainly feels like there's a lot less time on the airplane, though. I'll let you go on this question, Adam. You've got suddenly a, a pretty big break after tomorrow's game, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. On an off day for you, what do you do now? Because it's still a pandemic. Do you, are you just stuck at home? Uh, you know what? With the, with the weather being nice, I try and get out and go for walks with my girlfriend. You know, there's not a, a ton we're supposed to do or, um, you know, you can do, so turn on the Xbox, maybe read a little bit, but usually just, just try and enjoy kind of the, the sun shining lately and just it's just the downtime. Maybe, uh, you know, do some things to kind of get your mind off hockey. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's more about rest and recovery than kind of anything at this point right now. And so you'll appreciate that four-day break then? Oh, that, that four-day break will be nice. Yeah, I think, you know, we've all been looking forward to that kind of since – you know, the, the schedule came out. It was a bit of a blessing in disguise for us getting the, those two two-day breaks uh, in between the Ottawa game, you know, with kind of the unfortunate circumstances with the Canucks. But, you know, I, I think, you know, you play as many games as we've played in the last 44 days or, or whatever it's been. It, it will certainly be nice to get a few days off from, uh, you know, the bumping and grinding. Well, Adam, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks a bunch for that. Congratulations again on the new deal, and best of luck for the rest of the season here. Awesome. Thanks a lot for having me. Adam Lowry signing a five-year extension with the Winnipeg Jets. And to talk about this and other Jets stuff, we are joined by Jets radio analyst Jamie Thomas. Jamie, how are you doing tonight? Christian, Christian, Christian. I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. What happens if we uh, end up facing off in our fantasy league playoffs? Do you have to put something <laughs> we, on that? Well, we will. Yeah, we we can't talk about it though. So likely there'll be some hard feelings. Um, you know, lots of stuff like that. You'll quit or I'll quit from CJOB if one of mm-hmm. us loses. We won't be able to talk. I say I can't work with you anymore. Lots of stuff like that. There's, and, you uh, know, if it does like happen, mature in, reactions. Yes, and if it does yeah. happen, it's in the final. But we'll get to that if it actually happens later on down the yeah. road. Let's talk about the news of the day. Was this a surprise to you, Jamie? Because when I woke up this morning, I, it wasn't on my mind that Adam Lowry would be signing a contract extension soon. No, and usually this stuff is handled in the offseason like they, they touched upon today. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised it happened. I'm surprised when it happened. So clearly there's a lot of... You know, there's a lot more stuff going on this year than in other years when you're trying to extend certain people. So, you know, clearly with the expansion draft coming up with Seattle, um, lots of things you want to get out of the way, not to have this a distraction. I think the commitment from Adam Lowry and his agency to the city of Winnipeg and the Jets also plays a big role in this too. And clearly the team wants him around for five more years as well. So I think this is, there's no question was going to happen, Christian. I just I, I thought this was going to be an off-season thing, but uh, I'm glad it's out of the way. And now Adam Lauer can continue playing the way he has as one of the three players in the league with 20 points, 20 plus points, and uh, over 100 hits. Uh, very few players do that in the National Hockey League, and clearly he's a unique player to me. What do you think of the value of the deal? 3.25 million per season. Yeah, I've, it's fantastic, especially in like a, a flat cap. 
uh, with things and lots of other decisions to be made. I think this is a, a very good signing. I love the value of it for a guy that's going to play. He's going to be your third line center plus penalty killer for years to come. And um, I, I don't, I don't find any problem with it. And certainly that's uh, how Adam Lowry feels as well. So I like the value. I, I was, I was thinking around four, uh, but pleasantly surprised with 3.25. So looking ahead to the Seattle situation now, uh, Lowry, you would imagine would be protected. Andrew Kopp is an RFA. They'd probably protect him. So my gosh, just, hey? That's just a- looking at, <laughs> I know just looking at the numbers and names, it looks like Mason Appleton might be the odd man out. It's so hard to figure out. Like it's like right now that that seems to be the way. But man, there there are you know I think Seattle has their final payment likely at the end of this month, and then these behind the door deals can start happening. Uh, these conversations can start happening as well. So there's such a long time here until the expansion draft happens. And I I you know is there a defenseman that Seattle would take there? Somebody from the Jets is going to be a quality player that Seattle's going to be getting out of here unless some deal is struck down the path here before the draft, the expansion draft and the draft and the NHL draft itself. So uh, it, to me, it, it seems like Appleton, but maybe there's like, you want a defenseman too. Like there's, there's pretty good options if you're Seattle from, from Winnipeg, from a Winnipeg jet perspective too. So yeah, there's, it's going to be tough to lose whoever it is. Um, but Appleton seems on top of that list. Maybe, yeah, I don't want to get into this, buddy. It causes a lot of headaches, right? I know. Yeah, it's going to be a long conversation. Like there are so many options to go here, and I, you automatic, you look. I don't under, I totally understand why you look and see it's Mason Appleton because the way things fit. But now Mason Appleton's getting time on the first power play, and I'm saying Blake Wheeler's going to be forever. Uh, and clearly there's a lot more time to come for him, but he's getting some power play time and has worked his way into the penalty kill is having a career season this year. So, I mean, that's, that's a tough one to me because you're losing a quality player that's starting to peak and figure things out at the national hockey league level. Um, and another guy you developed. So, uh, that, that makes it really tough for me because you're starting to see how Mason Appleton fits into the future of the Winnipeg jets. And so, man, like it's, it's a headache. It is not a fun time and you can, you can imagine, I'm sure Kevin Shoveldayoff and the management group uh, and, and the Jets organization is glad this is going to be the last <laughs> expansion conversation we're going to have to have for a while here. Mm-hmm. And so we have this conversation today and we'll probably, it'll be a topic for sure of discussion oh. amongst the media once the season is over, I think is the next time we'll really ramp up the chats. And it's important to remember, of course, that we've gone through this a few years ago and the GMs are going to be, I think, a little bit wiser with how they handle the expansion draft but, because the Vegas Golden Knights kind of fleeced a lot of people, but 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 flat cap. That's, that's going to cause that there there is a lot of issues now, Christian. With you know that I'm sure well, no one foreseen this, but having the flat the cap being flat for a long time, there's going to be a lot of teams up against it uh, coming up in the off season here, trying to figure out how they're going to make the numbers work for the 2021-22 season. Um, that's going to be a, a lot of headaches for a lot of people. So maybe it's not so much getting fleeced. I don't think it's, that's the whole thing. The, the players that everybody lost to Vegas wasn't because they didn't think they were good players. It's just like they had to clear it. There was no room financially for them. Um, so I don't know if it's so much fleeced in some aspects as it was, we had to get rid of this guy because of the money, we the contract that he had in some aspects, right. but man, it's, it's, I don't even want to know how this is all going to work out because it, it is going to get crazy. There's going to be a lot of GMs just, you know, going through the stress of this year as it is, trying to get everything to work and 
you know, the border and COVID. And now you got to figure out who you're going to lose or not going to lose coming up here with the, with the expansion draft as well. And we, again, you mentioned the backdoor under the table deals that yep. we are not privy to because no one had Chris Thorburn going to Vegas back <laughs> no. in the, in the few years ago. So let's turn our attention and- to the, uh, the present here and the jets taking on the Oilers tomorrow night. Uh, I, we've seen so many times, Jamie, that the jets end these road trips with really impressive victories only mm-hmm. to come home and not be totally crisp. What are you expecting tomorrow night? Oh, it's just hard. It's hard for me to see this, this another one of these road trips not be a factor in this first game back. And, it, and the only reason why I say this now, you anybody that has a kid or a family, you come back from these long road trips, and who wants your attention? Like this is that's the first thing, and, and that's hard to you know. You're probably not. What's <laughs> probably handing you the baby when you walk through the front door? You're like, here we go. I've been with the baby for so long, and I'm not saying necessarily that's going to happen. But there's a lot of people wanting your attention when you get home when you're a dad and clearly a husband. So that part plays a role in it too. And man, you're in your own bed for the first time. They've been they played 17 of their last 22 games on the road. It's hard. You're like you're probably in shock that you're at home right now. I know they're happy about it. I'm not saying they're going to lose tomorrow, but it is. I think it still does play a factor because we've just seen it happen so many times. We've seen how the last game of the road trip works. Oh my gosh, the lights at the end of the tunnel. Let's end this with a bang. And, and they do, and they bounce back in certain aspects and played a much better game in that one. They've been dominant, actually, in their last those last three road trips to close things out. Um, so I, I, I'm curious to see how it is. But tomorrow with Edmonton, Edmonton is in a place right now where you don't have Ryan Nugent Hopkins and that plays, you know, you're, lo- you're loading up your top line. If the Jets can just figure out how to slow down 97 and 29 just a little bit, I, I think it's fairly hard when you look at their bottom nine forwards and look at them and go, okay, these guys are going to cause problems because, I, I, you know, Gaetan Haas is not striking the fear of me right now. The Jets are a lot deeper than this. And we're not quite sure what, how Paul Maurice is going to juggle the Lions tomorrow. We're not quite sure if Blake Wheeler's back tomorrow. So if, if you're getting your captain back, there's the boost there. And if you can just slow down that top line, you have, you have a good chance to win, uh, in, in my opinion. File that under easier said than done, of course. Yes. But... Yeah, and we've said that how many times already this yeah. year. And those last two games were a classic example. Like like the, everybody else pretty much did nothing except for Connor McDavid and, and Leon Dreisaitl. And I, I'm sure everybody's plan clearly is to slow those guys down. But man, if you can just get those guys down, it, it, I don't see anybody in the bottom nine, four, those those three, the two through four lines mm. are are not going to hurt you unless you get into penalty troubles as well. And the Oilers haven't played in a week. There was a five nothing yeah. loss a week ago to the Calgary Flames. They've kind of been stewing on that. And for yeah. the Winnipeg Jets, tomorrow's their they, their only game for a while, right? They play tomorrow and then they're off until Thursday. So is there a, maybe a I thought that the Jets will just empty the tank because they got a, a yeah. lot of time off after. I totally agree with you. Like now that you this this COVID thing that is clearly affecting the Vancouver Canucks and affecting everybody else has benefited the Winnipeg Jets. Like you slow that that last weekend where they played Ottawa on the Monday where they were supposed to play Vancouver on the Sunday and Tuesday clears up a spot on the schedule and all of a sudden you get a couple of days off back to back and guys get rested and, and where they were supposed to go like seven consecutive weeks of playing at least four games every week. That was going to be tough. That was going to be really, this is this time, this upcoming Sunday, Monday, Tuesday was supposed to be that re- retrieval spot where they were supposed to get all their energy back. Now you're getting another crack at some more time off. Uh, I, I mean, clearly you're going to take the four days off 
And now the course the schedule stretches out a little bit for three more. That that one game homestand turns or so that two game homestand turns now into a four game homestand to close out the season. So I think I agree with you. They're gonna look at this and I'm sure it's gonna be presented to them. Man, we've got a long time off here and let's just empty the tank and we'll see how that works out. Either way, you know, and of course the benefit of the six o'clock start too is also gonna be nice for all of us. Um, uh-huh. so I see a, a highly entertaining game between two teams that high, probably likely are going to run into each other in the first round of the playoffs. Well, and it's the, you know, the Oilers are four and two against the Jets this season. Mm. And that's a, a stat that, you know, the Jets see and they're three, two and two against the Leafs or six and two against the Habs. They'd love that one spot and play Montreal. <laughs> Does, do you think they care what place they finish in? Uh, I, I'm not quite sure. Like, it, it, surely it sounds nice, right? And also, you get that extra, if you have to play seven games, regardless if there's fans in the building or not, it, it's nice to be in your own bed. I just, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's they've been so good on the road this year because they've been on it so long. I, it, I, do, I don't think it will hurt them at all. And I don't think they're afraid of any matchup either. I, I, clearly, they know they can beat any of the three teams, even if Calgary sneaks in the top four as well. They know that they had success against them too. So I don't think they're afraid of anybody. I don't think they're any looking for any particular matchup. I just think you want to keep this going. And you know, clearly, these last 13 games is going to be about how does this person fit with who? Which defense pairing goes here? If this guy gets hurt, I know I can put this guy here. Does this guy fit on the power play? There's going to be a lot of that down the road here. You have to figure out how Dirty Ben's going to fit in. You're going to have to see if Billy Hainala can go up against top competition right now. Um, so there's a lot of questions to be answered down the road here as well. So I think a lot of the casting of the characters is going to be first and foremost here and making sure their game is as good as it's going to get. So a long-winded way of saying I don't think they're too concerned about finishing first in the Scotia NHL North. Last question, Jamie. Uh, was that your defense, cat? That was my cat. Yeah, Sully is. My hey, gosh. Hey. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, he's, he's looking for some dinner. Uh, he's yeah. he's. He's been pawing up, scratching my arm, and biting it this whole interview. What is he? Uh, what is he going to do when like you actually go back to work here? It's like he's. <laughs> it's going to be great because yeah. he'll actually he'll lose some weight because I'm only yeah. feeding him all the time because that's the only thing that gets him to stop attacking me. Yeah. It's quite the relationship we've grown because I've been working from home for over a year now. I've been doing the show from my kitchen table since April sixth of two thousand and twenty. <laughs> It's been an adventure, Jamie. I mean, it's been I hear interesting. you. I hear you, my friend. I hear you. So the defense, that's been such a, yeah. a topic of discussion just following Jets fans online, and I know that's just a, a small portion of the people that care about this hockey team, but yeah. Billy Hanela gets the, the time to play last night. What mm-hmm. did you think of his playing time, and did you think that uh, – how much of a run do you think we need to get a true sample size on his play? Well, you're going to – you've got – you know, eight consecutive. Well, now they've cut into it a little bit. So I think it's seven games against playoff teams here over the next little bit. So I think there's lots of people getting looked at over this stretch here. So, you know, Villy, Villy was very good last night. Um, you know, you, you, his skating has improved. Confidence is growing. He looks like he's, you know, he doesn't look like a baby anymore. Uh, it seems like last off season, he grew up a little bit, at least feature wise. Um, and then, he didn't get to handle the puck a whole lot. You do see that ability. He's very good at going back and retrieving the puck and getting it out quickly. The decision-making is is still there. Um, but now you get another challenge tomorrow, see how he runs up against uh, 97-29, the Edmonton Oilers, and see how that goes out. And, you know, I like the idea of throwing up against Toronto last night instead of the Ottawa Senators. Um, you know, Ottawa does pose a, a little bit of a problem for the Jets, but you want that quality opponent in, in the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. So... 
I think Villa gets, I'm going to guess, throw a number like six or seven games here down the stretch to see how this works out. And same with Jordy Ben. But you got to see how the defense pairings work out. I thought, you know, Dylan, Dylan DeMello has really elevated his game as of late after that, you know, slower start to the year because he missed that first road trip of the season and became a father for the first time. So there's lots of elements in there as well. But I've, and, and Tucker Pullman's playing fantastic. Nine hits last night. That was probably one of his best games. And that's el- brought Josh Morrissey's game to the forefront. And how do you break up Derek Forbert and Neil Pionk? So there's lots of questions here to be answered uh, over this next little bit here before we get to the playoffs. Well, Jamie, appreciate your time as always. We'll uh, see you at the rink tomorrow night, and I'm going to go feed my cat now. All right, buddy. All the best, and uh, give him a little extra. He's earned it. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m., of course. That is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell, until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to